on, hold on. I just hit record. No, no, no. Say that again. Nine. <laughs> One more time. One more time. No Stay. way. Nope. Not happening. Say it no. on air. Okay, just uh, someone that's dope uh, has asked for my assistance. I'm actually working with another doctor actually right now too. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm, right now I might be working with two doctors as of right now. It's fun. It's good That's stuff. Right. Yeah, dude. Right. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> like, ah, hit record. We're gonna get that one too. <laughs> Brandon has been seeked out by uh, the professionals. See, yeah, which is dope. It's awesome, man. It's funny. I've had a like two of my three of my well, I I, I guess four of my clients have literally said that like I've had four four people. Okay, actually five people, four people over in Garrison, but another another guy, they literally were like, you're kind of like a doctor. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, are you a doctor? I was like, no, I'm not a doctor. So, that does feel good. Like when they say that shit. So I'm like, yeah, yeah well, I mean, you, you've got enough knowledge to, to be there, right? Yeah. I've, I mean, well, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say yeah, but, um, you know. You've I got, just you've knew got that I could practical knowledge to do what you need to at the level yeah. that somebody would assume someone of that status would have. Yeah. Whether I that means like... you encompass all of the information that they know or not within your particular field, you mm-hmm. are yeah. well versed enough to be um, compared. Yeah. The, like, I guess, um, like what I told them was like, you know, doctors specialize in things just like masons and absolutely you know, engineers absolutely. And, and you know things like that specializing in certain things and it's like we and we've already talked about this like a thousand times like everyone puts them on a, a pedestal you know and i think the knowledge might be a little overinflated or the suspected knowledge might be a little bit overinflated in doctors specifically you know yeah. but they're just people just like you and i and yeah i think doctors are actually probably one of the closest things to like an education trade right mm-hmm. like we, we've got all of the trades like welding, carpentry, all of those things, right? I think being a medical doctor, uh, specifically like a surgeon, is probably mm-hmm. one of the closest things to a trade, but through like an education path. Um, yeah, we're like body mechanics. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so respect to them when they do their job well. Yeah, However, yeah. on a note, I'm going to tell this because Haley's not here. And we, we briefly chatted about it last week. Oh, yeah. Um, hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Weekly Anabolic. Welcome back. I think this is episode 28. Um, yeah, I think so, too. We took last week off. Um, we actually got on to we, – we got on and started the Zoom call. And then we decided we just kind of wanted to chat. <laughs> and so, so we just kind of chatted, you know, to ourselves for a bit instead of recording. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're back this week. Um, I hope you guys missed us. We missed you. And uh, yeah, anyway, uh, what was talked about last week is, um, you know, Haley was at work and there was a lady that was prescribed by a doctor to need to go to the gym to fix her health. She was overweight. And um, when she went to a PT, the PT told this lady who already knows she needs help and that she needs to change her life before, you know, something seriously bad comes of all of this. The PT told her she was too far gone to help. 
which is like that was how could you say that right i'm like imagine god like that just is so the first thing i say is don't believe your doctor <laughs> so, <laughs> honestly like, like especially when i have someone come to me and they're like in shambles i'm like well not even like in shambles but they like tell me that they've got like degenerative dis- disease i'm like right. it's called aging right <laughs> it's it's called getting older yeah yeah part of it <laughs> but yeah and like the crazy thing is this specific facility so where where i train at healthworks is where this lady was first sent um that facility you know it's got pt it's got cardiac a whole cardiac rehab center in it it's got a whole aquatic center so you could do like water aerobics it's got an intro entire free nutrition counseling center in it mm-hmm. yeah. and they just told the lady she was too far gone she, shit out of luck. I, and i would love to see what this lady looked like too I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, like I, I had this conversation with Haley. I'm like, those clients are the ones where like the smallest adjustments can make the biggest impact. Yeah. Like getting the lady to just walk a little bit more mm-hmm. can just like have huge dividends for her. Yeah. And so like, man, I don't know how people, specifically people that do this in their profession can just like, give up on somebody like that like you you chose this profession to help people like it's your job yeah i almost find it like it's almost like they get, maybe those people get too focused on the money and having to pay back shit and it becomes too much like work you know like i really enjoy having the freedom to practice what i want and yeah. to train the way i want to train my clients the way i want and like i said practice the way i like to practice and you know, when you go through like four more years of schooling and you kind of get cookie cuttered and you have all these methods that were taught to you and you're kind of just like everyone else that's right next to you and you graduate and everyone else has the same cap on as you, you know, um, it's really, you get like sucked into that atmosphere of like, this is all I know right now. And it's so that's how I can honestly see how someone could say there's no hope for you because maybe they really did think that there was no hope for that person because they were told, or maybe somewhere along the line, they learned and believed that if they ran across someone like that, that they would be shot out of luck, you know, that certain people in certain circumstances can't make it. You know, I, especially after, after working with Preston, I have really kind of like, I have a new appreciation for how strong the body is. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Preston has come a super long way. I love seeing your videos you put up of him. It's incredible. Yeah. Because yeah. awesome. I, I remember we, we talked about <laughs> how he was doing a super long time ago. And like when he when he first ever got up out of a chair, I remember you told me and you were super excited yeah. about it. Yeah, so dude. He like got up to show you something. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> and yeah, I remember, you know, we were talking about that a while ago. And now yeah. you know, I've seen you post some videos up and he's like getting up and out of chairs and sitting back down and back up and like yeah. being able to just continue to do it and mm-hmm. uh, it's just really cool to see you know that progress and stuff yeah um, dude thanks man yeah, it's it's awesome I, lo- I love it he's he's pressing like 80 pounds now from his bed wow um <laughs> yeah with a with an easy bar yeah he's probably pressing a little bit more than that right now um and he's got little dumbbells too he's up to like almost 40 pounds on either side with those dumbbells like he's almost pressing 40s which is pretty cool that is cool. um, yeah, man, he's just getting really fucking strong. He and he's doing a hollow hold now for 
Uh, he wants to get a hollow hold for three minutes. Like back when he was like in his late thirties, like early forties, he used to be able to do a hollow hold for three minutes and he's like 70 now. So <laughs> he, he's actually, he did a two minute long hollow hold a couple of days uh, yesterday. So he's like coming for it, dude. Hey. You know what I mean? That's hey. like another big goal of him uh, for him. So yeah, he's been, and he's doing like paused squats now too. So he's like establishing a decent amount of strength in the bottom position and owning that position. Now it's really just kind of like, now yeah. how, how quickly has all of this started to progress? Cause I, I imagine it's sort of like a snowball effect, right? It took mm-hmm. a while to get him to get in and out of chairs, but once he started to gain that access and ability to move every yeah. single pattern after that has just like progressed so much quicker. Yeah. And now yeah. he's really at like a steamroll towards, you know, just becoming fully active and functioning again. Yeah. Preston was literally like the stiffest person you could probably imagine. And, and like, he wasn't like stiff and like totally anatomically correct. He was like stiff in all of the wrong like ways, you know, he was definitely kind of like contorted a little bit, like structurally manipulated for sure. You know what I mean? Like he, his toes and his ankles, his knees, you know, he had obvious like structural like imbalances there for sure. And, and so like, and he was like super stiff all over the place. He had a lot of pain. Like couldn't really even stand for more than like five minutes at a time, like just in one place. So like, you know, walking around and moving was really difficult. So the objective was just to like get him as pain free and kind of moving um, and doing the basic movement. Yeah. Yeah, Like doing the basic movement patterns um and like kind of like waking things back up like dude day one we were literally just like in the bed he was on his back and we were literally just like opening his toes and closing his toes flexing and extending his ankles like knee flexion just like um tilting his hips um you know like doing like half crunches things like that like just moving things like segmentally and just like kind of like literally like break like waking them up like breaking the rust off of those areas and just like getting the movement patterns down that he needed to do I'm throw some wd-40 at <laughs> yeah i was like joints. all right now flex and extend <laughs> give, give it another go <laughs> yeah a little do bit more grease do we need some heat <laughs> yeah still squeaky <laughs> yeah and uh now we're trying like now he can actually like walk kind of, like he can kind of articulate his um like his walking pattern like much nicer than it used to be like before he was oh shit i don't know if you can still hear me but before he was like on these like big like charcuterie boards for like feet man they were just like just like bricks you know what i mean and he called it like his wombat waddle is what he called it and uh like and and so now now he's trying to like heel toe and like articulate off the foot much nicer and like actually like look like he's like walking so that's good you know he's definitely in good shape he's he's definitely moving in the right direction that's awesome yeah the progression was really quick you know what you should do um just for everybody listening brandon and i are working on bringing up tiktok (laughs) you should take like preston's journey i don't know how much you actually have recorded of preston you have like nothing unfortunately yeah Um, i wish i had more but but yeah it would be really cool to just like get a whole transformation of of Preston's journey so far on the talk. Yeah, I agree. I should have some pictures of like Keith and Kevin and stuff like that, but Keith, like Keith also, Keith has lost a lot of weight and yeah, dude, it's fucking 
things are awesome right now. Things are good. Yeah. yeah. That's gotta I, feel good. You know, it's yeah. like, like you are, you're helping people so much and it's not, it's not really, it's not dollar driven. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's like, so that I was just thinking that man, like yeah. it's not dollar driven. Mm-hmm. It's just in a really weird way. Like it's almost selfish reasons that like, it feels really good to help these people. It does. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you leave the house and you're like, that feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Dude, it feels so good. Like, like so many, so many things, I guess, like that I get from this job outside of the, the money. Like the fact that I get paid for it is just like even better. You know it, what I mean? It's, it's the cherry on top, but it's, yeah. not, it's not the whole milkshake. Exactly. Right? Like we're doing what we love and we're or getting Sunday. paid for it. Right, yeah. <laughs> Saturday <laughs> on that Saturday <laughs> um yeah it's like we do what we love and like when I see like Preston literally get out of his chair and he's just like smiles like ear to ear I'm yeah. like damn that I'm like how you doing Preston and he's like amazing you know it's like that feels good or when they are like feeling drained at the beginning of the workout and then towards the end they're just like now I have like so much more life in me for some reason like you would think I'd be tired but like I, I just have so energy. much more energy yeah it. Right. Yeah. And it, dude, it makes me feel so good. It's like, you know, it, it's definitely really nice knowing that whatever we're doing is definitely, you know, paying it's off life, and man. yeah, it's returning back to us and we're able to see these things kind of like grow, you know? Yeah. One definitely of, very cool. One of my favorite things, like I, I coach very different client base than you do. A lot of my clients are in like their twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, i know it's so crazy <laughs> things, i didn't think i would be here right now man this is not what i thought but you, you enjoy it you know yeah. you just like you mold it into the culture that you mm-hmm. kind of teach and you love it right yeah but like the one thing that i always look forward to hearing and pretty much every single client that i work with is after like a week two weeks I generally get a message that goes, I have so much more energy now and I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And most of, mostly because of like food changes, right? Yeah. You just clean up the diet a certain way and people are like, I have so much more energy now and I just feel so much better throughout the day. And it's just like, it's, it's just really nice to feel like you're making a difference. Yeah, it's very rewarding. Right. Like, Like, I'm so like, you know, I'm sure like with your job, like when something's broken and then it gets fixed, it's like, ah, cool. Yeah, they got fixed. You know what I mean? There's almost no, which is why I've been pushing so hard to like leave my, you know, my job that from an outside perspective seems like a perfect gig, right? It's what I went to school for. I work for a really great company with great benefits. I get paid very well. And, you know, I do my job, right? That's, that's the ideal model of, of what life is supposed to look like, right? Yeah. You, you go to school, you graduate college, you get a big job, you make money, you retire, you go and you die, right? And, yeah. but there's, there's nothing about my job that's rewarding or makes me want to explore further in what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> so I... This, this week, this past week, this past week, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Last week, 
I decided that I was going, I finally made a choice after thinking about this for like freaking months that I was going to get my, you know, certification for personal training so that I can work in a gym. Mm -hmm. It was so exciting and fun to just like do some kind of like structured learning again. It was so fun. I cranked out the entire NASM course in like three days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like i take my test on friday cool and i'm, I'm, I'm fully confident in it mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i i think my lowest test score in all of my little like practice quizzes while i was taking all the stuff was a 94 yeah and i just took uh like now i'm taking actual practice exams for it um and my very first one that i just did yesterday i got a 90 on and pa- passing is, is a 70 good shit so I'm like, I've, it's just so fun. It was so fun to like do some learning learn some things, like kind of confirm some other things that I had done on I disagreed with a handful of things in there. Um, you know, there's a couple things that I think are outdated or just the wrong approach. Yeah. Um, but either way, still a super interesting perspective. It was fun. It was exciting. It made me want to like actually, you know, do stuff again and, now I'm super excited to like get into a gym and train people and that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, dude. Fuck. I, I haven't been like this excited about like career advancement mm-hmm. probably ever. Yeah. Dude, right? crazy like, time. I'm so excited for this. That's awesome. Right? It's really like in, in terms of pay, it could totally be a step back from what I get paid now, but it, it, I said it could it be off the, off the bat. Yeah, off the bat, I yeah. say that. But dude, from from what I'm understanding though, it like right now, dude. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. So like it if you look at just numbers, this seems like it'll be like a step back in my life. Like if you Googled it, yeah. If you Googled right. what Brady's pay is right now and then you Googled like personal trainer salary, you'd be right. like, oh shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? But I Cut also, half. I also know that like my my hustle is just like i'll have no problem making the money if i want to right like i i'm not someone who only who think i don't even think 40 hours a week is a lot of time and i know a lot of people that think that that's brutal mm-hmm. right like i have i have no problem <laughs> working like 80 hour weeks yeah. i do i do that already anyway yeah um but this advancement for you know personal training in the gym is really almost like it's i don't even see it as a step back i kind of see it as like a sidestep that's going to allow me to actually like progress way forward and it opens up so many other opportunities for me because now if i wanted to like i can now move anywhere and go okay i can find i can find a job in a gym I now have that kind of notch in my belt that gives people, you know, a sense of security of trying to hire me for as an online coach. You know, I still do my online coaching stuff. So like, it just opens up this opportunity um, where at first it doesn't seem like it really makes sense um, because when you're chasing the almighty dollar, you never really want to go backwards. Mm. But really in terms of career and my own quality of life this is like this is really like a huge step up for me yeah Um, Yeah. i'm super super psyched about it 
but yeah and like this is what I do with a lot of things I think on them for a really long time and try and weigh like all the pros and cons right so like I've been thinking about doing this for months now and then I thought about it and then you know I I chatted with a handful of people about it and then I decided it was the thing to do and then I completed the entire thing in like a couple of days. I just grinded out everything. Yeah. It took me, it actually showed me, it took me 15 hours and 20 minutes to get through the entire thing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, but I, I was just like, this is what I want to do. I have, I'm fully confident in my decision. 100% was being rolling through this and that's, we're getting it done. Yeah, and then I got, I got my CPR certification. Yeah. And I actually got to get that again. I got to broke back up on that. I mean, I, it's fucking, I hate, hate certifications. No. <laughs> I hate certifications. It's literally just a way to get more money. I get it holds the other people like somewhat accountable. Like literally certifications are good for the people that only need, that only want certifications. Yeah. If you can pull something from, from a class, like even the PSL one class, like I, I knew that if I like hadn't taken the test, I would still be okay. And like, I'm not saying it's okay to like throw away like all that money that I spent on that course, but the, the knowledge that I got back from it, that was what I paid for. I didn't pay for a piece of paper. The piece of paper acknowledges the fact that I've learned what's inside of that course. And it's really kind of like up to the other people, I guess, to just like expect that I know it or trust me to know it. But technically speaking, (laughs) you're paying for the knowledge. Like I got what I got out of it. People that just take these certifications, it's like, they need to know like your three sets of 12 or two sets of 15. It's like, or like if you're old and like what stretches to do for your low back or if they have low back pain or what can you and can't you do? It's like, you just like take those tests, you get your certification and then you like use that stuff. It's like, unfortunately, like you're just going to, you're just like just reliving that really horrible cycle of just getting your certification over and over and over and over again. It's like, I'm reconsidering even getting my ACSM um, certification again. Cause it's like, I don't know, <laughs> like I, I could, but I, I could also maybe go get something else. Like you had actually suggested, um, I think it was like J3 or something like that. Yeah, J3 University. Yeah, like yeah. that. It's that's just something like strict that, bodybuilding coaching. Yeah, like I might be very interested in that. Like that'd yeah. be really cool. But, you know, um, that wouldn't really be accepted at like a box office. Thankfully. Right, exactly. So that's, yeah. and that's the, the complete reason why I got the certification in the first place. Yeah. right is so that it gives me the opportunity to work in a gym mm-hmm. right um because that's kind of the, that's that's where i need to go i need to get in front of people i sit behind my desk all day long <laughs> and so i think you'll like working with people dude i think oh, i definitely like will i definitely will yeah. every every time i get the opportunity to like work with somebody if somebody like asked me for help or, or any of that stuff like i love doing that yeah um it's just like it's super fun and that's kind of where like all of this even started for me back when I was like 15 is people would ask to come train with me and I would like coach them through things. Yeah. Um, which when I was 15, you know, but <laughs> only knew so much, but I still like, I loved it. Um, but yeah, like it was just uh, getting into, in a gym to get in front of people and build like an in-person client base. I think it's, it's just like the next step for me and it opens up opportunity to do other things. And, you know, it's just next, you know, 
it's just next. I, I finally decided that like, that's, that's where things need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like there is, there is nothing in the NASM course that was overly new news. Right. Which is why I could move through it in 15 hours, but yeah, <laughs> that's the other thing I'm saying. Brady trucked through this course in three days. <laughs> like, <laughs> If you can truck through a course in three days, it's probably like, oh. <laughs> like, really <laughs> no, I'm kidding, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> no, and like there, there was some good things in there. Um, you know, it, it was kind of nice to refresh up on like some anatomy things and, mm-hmm. um, oh, okay. That stuff I love. Yeah. Yeah. That's- like there, there was a good anatomy section in there and like understanding yeah. different joint functions and those kinds of things. Um, where I really, and this is really where most of my time was spent because I was getting answers wrong because I disagreed with it, <laughs> was in like a training principles section. Mm-hmm. NASM was super, you had said. Yeah, NASM was super big on like um, increasing volume for progression. And I was like, eh. <laughs> um, And then how they like periodized training and they really, for some reason, like doing like four week blocks. Yeah, and deloading. Um, it, it's like, so this is their, their model, which actually it, it's a decent model. Um, it starts with stabilization and then strength endurance and then hypertrophy and then um, maximum strength and then power. So like speed and force. Um, which isn't a bad model, you know, it, that's not a bad, like, kind of progression to go through. Um, but they're like, do it in four week cycles for linear periodization. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to accomplish in four weeks? Mm. You're like, just going to finally understand how to do the movement in four weeks yeah. and like get adjusted to it and find, you know, efficiency within it in four weeks. And so like, I really didn't agree with those principles. Um, but either way, like it, there was nothing mind blowing in there, but it notch in the belt. <laughs> that, that's, that's really what I guess. Yeah. It's just uh, a tool it, in the like, tool belt. It's, and then... it's a notch in the belt. Um, it'll make some people feel more comfortable with me. Yes. And, and, it yeah. gives, and it gives me the opportunity to be in a gym. Yeah. That's honestly the only thing that Brady is taking this course for. The utility of it actually is very low. Like Brady wouldn't probably, he wouldn't honestly use any of the stuff inside of this on his actual clients. If I didn't, if I didn't need the certification to work in a gym, I wouldn't have gotten it because all of the education in there that I needed, I can learn elsewhere and not spend any money. Like there is such a stupid wealth of information like educational content on YouTube for, for free, (laughs) for free. Like there, there's literal education, YouTube channels. Yeah. From like awesome guys. Yeah. From, from very, very good professors that will teach you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so like I got the certification because it's the barrier between me and my next step as a coach. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, it wasn't that I felt I didn't have the skill to coach or, mm-hmm. or any of those things. Um, 
And I'm definitely, it's not like my basis for coaching. I'm actually really glad that I kind of chose experience before the certification because then while going through that course, I was able to kind of relate way more information, right? Like while I was going through the anatomy piece and like kind of relearning all of that stuff and understanding a couple of different functions that I didn't have a good grasp on before, I was able to relate it to what I've already learned and experienced. And yeah. so I was taking, I was able to match bro science with science yep. and put them together. And I'm really glad I learned bro science first because I think if I would have just learned the science first, I'd have a really hard time. Yeah. Trying to translate over to like practical, right. Yeah. I would, I would probably place that, a lot of limitations on yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, there are some things in there that, um, I don't want to say science can't explain, but science hasn't explained yet. Right. Because this, this, you know, this sport is still pretty new and understanding muscle growth and, and the function of, you know, how we grow muscle or how we get stronger or how we better stabilize muscles is still a pretty new science. And so understanding that some things work and we don't exactly have an explanation to it yet is fine. It's fine. Like we don't have an explanation for everything yet. Right. Um, we're still doing research studies and trying and trying to make sure that those studies are conducted in a proper way. Right. Like there, there are studies that were made, you know, 70 years ago that we've proven wrong now, just because the way the study was initially performed had a, had a, a serious, a serious flaw, <laughs> had a, had a serious flaw within it, within the study that was kind of overlooked. Yeah. And when we looked back at it and we made that adjustment, it cleared things up. Mm. Right. So like, I'm, I'm very glad that I kind of took a practical and experience approach first before confirming it with education. Right. It just gave me a, a much more well-rounded view at the way I approach things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's good that you've developed that way. I would say, <clears throat> you know, like I said, if you kind of, if you went like the more technical route and science route, you probably would have kneecapped yourself somewhere along the lines. And that's honestly what happens to people. I feel like when they get overloaded with too much information, they end up thinking that they know so much and then they end up not applying like literally any of it. Um, or they get paralyzed by their overanalysis of the situation and they end up doing things that they think are making a lot of sense. That is like upper level shit. That is like, yeah, like no one would ever think of doing this, <laughs> which is like some like weird externally rotated, like hip movement. You know what I mean? Right. But, but it's like the people, the people that sit sideways on a leg press machine. They can <laughs> look better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, the, the application and like where it's going to take you to, towards your goal, um, you know, they change when, when you take in more information, you know, like the more information, the more things that you take in and you accept as well. That's a different thing. Like you can take in information and you can choose to reject it or accept it. And, you know, if you end up accepting all of this new information, it can change your training style. And you can end up, you know, going from a power lifter 
to, you know, a physical therapist or a chiropractor and then thinking that you should never deadlift or you shouldn't walk or sit ever. You know what I mean? Like things like that. You know, you don't want to, that's like not where you want to go with it. And I do think it's super necessary to actually get that information and knowledge in and not just be super brunt um, and broy with your lifting um, lifestyle. You can get pretty far with it, but mm-hmm. like if you add a little bit of um, like information in there as well, you can bring it to the next level. Like for yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think, I think what happens a lot when people first start with like just education and they're totally dependent on the education to form what they do is especially with the way, you know, kind of our education system works is that it's either this way or it doesn't work at all. Right. Is it's, it's a very one track. This is what works. This is all you should do. And this is, this is what will forever work. Um, That's kind of how a lot of education is based right Mm now. And when you first learn that without kind of having any sort of like practical side to it, you sit with this magnifying glass and it's, it's all you ever look at and it's all the information you'll ever accept because we're taught to only believe what we're educated on, I guess, with a degree. <laughs> we're we're yeah. really just like the result of everything that's happened to us. Like all of our thoughts aren't <laughs> actually our own thoughts. If you really think about it, everything has just been impressed upon you. Yeah, like, yeah 100%. One hundred percent. Yeah, we we aren't exactly free thinkers, mm-hmm. you know. But um, yeah, so that's that's what's going on. I take my tests on Friday. Good <laughs> 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 shit. I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be fun. Um, it's like you're gonna get. Well, I mean, I'm not saying, but like you're gonna get. Like, I remember when I first started working with clients. Like, you know, like when you first get a job and like, you got to get like used to like all the new ropes that come with it, you know, like, I don't know. It's fun. It's like, it's fun, like getting like, you know, hooking up calls and having orientations and going through your first session with someone. It's like, holy shit. It's like, you know, you're like getting to like learn something, someone new, you know, and yeah. And, you know, it's fun. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. I'm super excited for it. Um, You know, my plan is I'll probably just work like early morning shift because mm-hmm. I'm still working at Corning. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll probably work that 6 a.m. till 8, 8 a.m. so that I can come home and then work. <laughs> but, you know, personal train clients in the morning and just kind of do that for a little while, maybe do some weekends. Um, and then I'll eventually get to a point where I stop working, but when that situation arises and that's the demand, I'll make that choice. Yeah. Uh, but for right now, I think I'll probably just coach in the morning nice. or train, train in the morning, I suppose. Cool. Um, Shit, man. But yeah, so yeah. certified by the end of May. Woo! Hey, yeah, May. Let's go. And then uh, hopefully hired by mid-June. Yes. That's, that's the goal. Yes. Good shit, man. Yes. Yeah, man. Excited. I made my I made my resume yesterday. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's fun. I, you posted it, didn't you? I mean, in the yeah, in I, I, I gotta check it out. Uh, I didn't get to. 
Yeah, I, <laughs> I know you're like a uh, shirtless pick wouldn't really be that. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny though. You should totally have like a mock one just to like just give it to him. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, take a modeling shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Jacob, that was cool. Jacob, shout out to Jacob Westwing for getting all shreddy, right? Yeah, yeah, he looked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. It is. I came out of nowhere. I was not expecting that. I was like, fancy oh, photo shoot. Uh, yeah. Where's my fancy photo? You got a photo shoot. I, I, where's my photo shoot? I need a freaking photo shoot. <laughs> I don't got a photo shoot. I'm about to get fat. I got to get this photo shoot in. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's funny. I'm about to get fat. <laughs> Before I get fat, come on. You're still photo shoot ready. <laughs> yeah, I know. The day you're actually fat will be scary. <laughs> Yo, no <laughs> lie. Kelsey called me fat. She was like, you're getting fat. I was like, yes. Yes. Call <laughs> <like>, me fat. <laughs> I keep telling you, when you move here, it's an instant 30 pounds. <laughs> Dude, I know. I know. I'm like, <laughs> it's weird. This this 150 life is weird, guys. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. What a uh, total shift in mentality, too. Yeah. Which most yeah, people win? Uh, 150. 150.5. 150.5. You feel, you feel confident over 150 now? Yeah. Yeah, Good. I think so. Yeah. Um. I do need to get my meals in check. We have a visitor at Brett's right now. So the fridge is currently like stacked and all my Tupperware is actually commandeered right now by that person. So it's like, yeah, I've been like literally running off of like ramen, cream of wheat, protein powder. That's fucking it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and like nuts. (laughs) Like that's it. Oh my god. Yeah. I got I got a new client yesterday. Oh my god. Uh, I know. And I think I have like three three to like literally like five more clients that I might be taking on. And I think that's I I'm done. I think I'm done. Yeah, you're gonna have to like close doors for a I have no more. Yeah, I really don't have room now. I'm it's crazy, like out of the fucking yeah. nowhere I'll have to figure out how to scale yeah i know i'm dude i'm honestly I, I know i was like i was i literally just had this thought like who's going to like continue this like when i leave you know what i mean like yeah. i can't just like leave all these guys unless they want to go online but right you know. and i need someone that i can trust that has like our mentality you know what i mean I think that's also what's going to like separate like a facility. Like if we ever have one or if we have like our own facilities, you know, um, is definitely going to be like the staff that we hire and kind of like educate with. And Yeah. The, yeah. the basis of knowledge that is staffed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I'm up to like now, like probably over 20 clients now between online and personal. Sure, um, yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. You could do. I'm doing like 25 hours of sessions now a week. Damn. Shit. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I wish it was at a facility. So I wasn't driving all over the place. You know, I literally go from Keith and Kevin's to Frank's to Christopher's to 
Preston's and then I drive all the way back home and then I have, and then I have like two or three sessions at the gym, mm. you know? And so like yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm out. That's why my schedule is so hectic right now. And I've got these like small single sessions from the gym now that are like popping up here and there. Right. And like, thankfully, <laughs> I guess I had like a, a session planned at like 1230 or something. And I had and I forgot. And they texted me. They're like, oh, I got to reschedule. And I was like, oh, all good. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah. Me too. Uh, <laughs> I was really expecting to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All good. Oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, it's fucking, it's great. It, it is great. I'm not complaining. No, yeah. I mean, no, 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 it's, no. it's not that it's you're, you got to look at these things from a business perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like how, how do you continue to increase the value of your time? Yeah. Right. Um, and figuring out how to scale business is just part of it. Right. Yep. Exactly. Um, because ultimately you want to help more people. Yeah. But you're limited on your hours in the day. Mm-hmm. And so how do you how do you get better use of the hours within your day? Mm-hmm. And driving all around all over the place isn't really it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not that great on gas or my car. What you could work on doing random spitball idea here is like you could work on setting up like virtual sessions. Yeah. Right. Because I, I, I mean, I don't know with your client base, how exactly hands-on you are versus just like verbal cueing. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially with like clients that have kind of been there with you for a little while and you've done like a good majority of, of the brute work yeah, and they're starting to function better. Like maybe you can move them to virtual sessions and then you can give them a better rate and save yourself a lot of time which is technically giving you a better rate yeah right it's it's saving you money well i guess making you more money and saving them money mm-hmm. if they're capable of moving to like a virtual session yeah. right and then you can move yeah right you can move and still have your client base and like you don't have to try and find somebody to replace you which is at that point you just hire them <laughs> right like you're gonna you're now going to work for me yeah you know that ass that was like kind of like what i was thinking earlier i was like if i because if you know if the clients keep rolling in i don't want to just put them off but at the same time i'm really selfish right now like i honestly like no lie brady i wouldn't trust i wouldn't trust anyone outside of like you or nick loff working with a client i really would not trust anyone else right yeah exactly and that's that's why you know i pitch just going virtual and seeing if you can like, especially with, you know, you, you're still there. And so you can start to work with them and show them like how to, how you can run virtual sessions, like even in person, but mm-hmm. like, if we were to run a virtual session, this is how we do it. You know, this is how you get a set up that way you can kind of show them in person, especially since they're an older demographic. Right. Um, and then you can feel comfortable doing what you have to do and, you know, them still being there and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, scaling is tricky, but yeah, it's, it's either you, you find a way to save your time by changing the way you coach and yeah. train, or you hire somebody to do the work for you. 
Mm-hmm. And I completely understand not trusting anybody to do the work that you do, especially in the, in this field, right? Like, mm-hmm. and so much of this is like you've built a huge rapport with them. Yeah. Right. Like they work with you mm-hmm. as your you. Just throw throwing a random person in the mix in this case doesn't really work because they're so committed to you. Right. Your clients love you. <laughs> you tell me, dude, you, I, you tell me about it all the time and what they try yeah, to do for you. Yeah. No, <laughs> these guys are fucking they're they're awesome. Like Keith and Kevin and Preston and Christopher and Frank, all these guys super like really truly awesome people like deep down to the heart really cool people and and they're you know they're very very nice people so i'm really grateful to have them as clients too you know i don't have like this you know crazy gang of like snobby people by it's it's like uh, you know an actual crew of just awesome loving people so that's also something that i'm really thankful for and they've also been super lenient in kind of rearranging their times and accommodating to my schedule and my driving path and things like that. So, you know, shout out to those guys and they've just been working their asses off. So they've been awesome clients as well. Yeah. And so that, that's another difficult part about deciding to hire somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And then aside from all of that, all of the things that take part from a business side with hiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and the other thing, like, I don't want to be like that boss that is like, like, this is how you're going to train them. You know what I mean? Like, I want the I want the the trainer to have their like express themselves in their own programming. Right. But at the same time, I just don't trust anyone's programming right now. Like, I I would almost have like, I would almost take someone on like and like have them intern with me kind of a thing. Just so I can like, like maybe give them a client to see what they would do, you know, kind of a thing. I don't even know how that works. Not there yet, guys. Not there yet. (laughs) Not not quite a feasible, feasible uh, business opportunity yet. (laughs) Not yet. yet. One day, sure. Um, Mm -hmm. But currently, probably better to just build, build your own systems and, you know, find ways to scale by yourself for right now. Yeah. Like it's been a really cool ride from like day one, like when I first started this stuff, not knowing what I'm doing to like fast forward now, I think two years now. I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm much farther than I was before, you know, and I that's like kind of super funny. Just like thinking about it, you know, it's like the entire time you don't really know what you're doing, but you're just kind of taking steps in the general direction. Yeah. And then you look back, you're like, whoa, I made it like, pretty look far. At all- yeah, exactly. Exactly. You just keep like laying those individual bricks, you know, and the path is just made, you know, you make your own path. You have no idea what's going on, but you just keep moving. Yeah. Keep moving forward. Ethan Robinson was right. Yep. (laughs) Just keep moving forward. That's right. Uh, Brandon, we've talked a lot about business and career opportunities and advancements and personal life. Mm hmm. Let's talk about the gym a little bit. All right. I actually have something for you, maybe. Oh, okay. All right. So I had a, a client yesterday, right? <clears throat> and she was just, she basically just wants to lose weight, get a little bit more confident, you know, in her body and things like that. Um, and yesterday I brought her through an orientation and then we went through like, you know, uh, two preparatory movements and we got through a hammer chest press. 
and like when we were doing the hammer chest press and mind you she wants to like lose weight and she's telling me like she she's all these instagram girls doing all these like booty band workouts and the ropes and like the the lateral lunges with the ladder and and um she's like you know like those girls do it like i want to do that you know what i mean like because i'm gonna get like them and and then like we're downstairs and we're doing the chest press she's like i don't understand how this is gonna get me skinny you know and you know i'm like trying to instill like this pattern um or like these like like different mentalities into her you know same kind of a person that was like um like yeah like this guy on instagram like his name was like spicy venom or something or you know like whatever he was like he told me that doing like low rep ranges does a certain something and doing high rep ranges will like cut and like things like that like i don't even know what the question in particular is but when someone comes to you like that what exactly would you tell them or what is the how, how what is the circuitry that you're trying to pull out of them and then what are you trying to rewire with them well um honestly in the first place i would probably discuss the facade that is social media Mm -hmm. (laughs) um probably the first thing that i would talk about is the fact that those people that are on instagram and look like that don't look like that because of their workouts um they've always generally had that natural shape to them Um, almost always that's the case because those workouts are generally inefficient for the majority of the public. So that's, that's the first part is I would just like make it aware and try and work into the client that social media is not what it shows to be there. There's a whole life that happens behind the curtain of social media Um, so that, that's the first part is it's really, it has nothing to do with trying to get them to be like gung ho about a certain workout style or anything like that, because this person clearly has a belief in social media that needs to be changed first, because they're going to spend a whole lot more time on social media than they are with you. And so if they don't start perceiving social media differently, they're always going to be fighting whatever you tell them every time, every time, because if they believe social media, even 51% and they believe you 49 social media wins every time it's more, it's in front of their face all the time. Right. So that, that would be the, biggest change for the client that I would, I would first start with is, is it would be more of a lifestyle change and approach mm-hmm. um, and getting them to recognize exactly, you know, that social media isn't all that it seems to be after that. Um, you know, I, I think there is benefit to, allowing a client to do something that they enjoy. Um, So I would not allow an entire workout to be based around booty bands, but if they want to finish out a workout with booty bands because it makes them feel good and they think that it's going to work for them, allow them to have that, that emotional like enjoyment of their session, you know, take them through what's actually going to help them and then say, okay, what do you want to do? Let, let's let's pick one workout 
that you're going to enjoy um, because you want to try it or you think that it's, you know, it's going to help you in one way or another and we can, we can do it and talk about it. And then they might do it and go, this is shit. <laughs> right. Or they might do it and they enjoy it. And that's perfectly fine. Even if it's not the, again, we, you know, we've talked about optimal programs before and even if it's not an optimal exercise, right? Like doing lateral steps with a booty band isn't an optimal exercise, but if it's something that someone enjoys and they feel good about it, they're going to get a lot more out of it than just like, you must do squats only and lunges, right? Yeah. Like you can't, it's not boot camp. <laughs> this is someone's life and they, they do need to enjoy what they do. So there is, there is a side of coaching that you have to appeal emotionally to the client. Yeah, I agree. You, know, you, you want to program what's going to take them to, you know, along their journey, but you also have to find a way to appeal to their side of things so that they enjoy it because over the long haul, a client enjoying it and becoming intrinsically motivated to do their exercises because they know they're going to get to do something that they want to do. That's going to like boost their adherence to whatever plan they're doing far above and beyond what results they might get if they do an optimal program for eight weeks. Right. Because by they won't make it to the end of that eight weeks if they don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And there's very, there's very few people that will do and follow a fitness plan that they hate because it's optimal. Yeah. Now, generally those people are at the very top of the game because they'll do whatever it takes to be the best, but this is lifestyle, man. You know, we, we aren't coaching Olympians, right? We're coaching clients who are humans who have regular jobs, who have regular lives, and they just want to be a little bit healthier and they want to, they want to feel good in their skin. And so allowing somebody to enjoy their workout is a, honestly, I think it's way better than trying to give them something completely optimal. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree that they need to have the majority of their workout based on optimal training practices and something that's going to truly make the difference on the long haul. But the important part of that whole sentence is the long haul and they have to be able to make it that far. Yeah. And that comes from somebody enjoying the workout that they do. And if that comes from doing a couple booty bands or doing some fucking hop, skip, jump shitholes, I don't fucking care. Shitholes. <laughs> you know? I'm about it. I'm about it. And that's exactly how the session went. I pretty much told her the giant Instagram disclaimer. Um, and I also told her that, you know, adherence is just as important as having a, a banging program. You know, you want to make sure that you can make the best program in the world and, you know, but the adherence is what's important because if you can't ad- adhere to a program for any longer than a week, then what use is that program to you? So, right. yeah, I was considering um, giving her a day where she could get into her booty bands and things like that. Right. Yeah. G- give her a day. She can, or a day or, um, you know, an exercise at the end of the workout, like, you know, mm-hmm. people, yeah, yeah, people yeah. love doing burnouts. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> let, let the client choose 
an exercise for the end of the workout. They first have to get through and put an effort into everything. And then they get to choose what they want. And that's going to give them an extra incentive to work hard and then finish the workout working hard. Right. You don't want to start with that because they're going to do what they want. And then they're like, ah, I did what I want. Now comes all the shitty stuff. So they're not Mm going to try as hard. Yeah. You know, make them work hard and then go, okay, you get to choose today. What do you want to do? Right. What do you want to do? Choose something. We'll do it. We'll set it up. We'll make it awesome. We'll make it fit the program. So it makes sense. You choose. And then if they, they get a sense that they have a direction in this, it's part of their choice. You know, they're leading their fitness journey. It's enjoyable for them. Um, I think that's something that just a lot of people in the industry kind of lose sight of, especially with lifestyle clients is that people need to enjoy their workouts. Like we do this for fun. We do this to feel good. And when you're just, when you're just programming because science told you that this is supposed to be perfect and this is what you should do, then you're just leaving so much on the table. You know, it's, Again, I keep using the placebo effect a lot in these talks. It's not a placebo effect, but it's almost like when you enjoy what you're doing, you're going to work harder at it. Yeah, 100%. So, so it's it's not a placebo effect, but it's it's an effect that makes a serious difference. Yeah, you know? there's going to be shit that you don't enjoy, but you know you have to put in some stuff that you can can tolerate because right, like it doesn't need to be special. This this shit isn't easy. Like yeah. changing your body yeah. isn't easy. On paper, it is because it's it's just science, but it, it it's not easy from an effort standpoint. Like the effort has to be there, mm-hmm. but it can be enjoyable, and you can do things that you want to do because they're fun. Yeah. Right. If you don't like running, why the hell would I program somebody to run every day of the week? Mm-hmm. Right. If you do like running, great. Now I don't need to program any like other cardio for you. Go take a run every day because you enjoy it. It makes you feel good, right? Why would I have you stand on the stair stepper when I can have you do some cardio that you enjoy? Yep. It's like you, you got to learn your clients. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a huge part of coaching is just like learning your clients and what works for them and what motivates them and what their goals are and, and how they approach their goals. Like there's, so much of coaching and working with clients is just personal, right? This very. is a very, very personal career field. Super personal. Right? Like you got to learn how to work with people and understand how people feel emotionally and how they approach goals. And, and like, yeah, like having a sense, feel good. Having a sense. Yeah. Of, of your, when you're particularly working in person it's even more important when you have an online client because you'll never get that physical contact where you're able to pick up on like certain vibes but i've really felt like an individual in particular who can kind of like connect with someone and i'm not like trying to get all like woo woo and vibey but like you know to a degree there is like you have to like really try to feel other people's pains and you have to really try to experience what the client is experiencing it while you're going through it like going through stuff and then telling your client to go through those similar things is also very important because 
you've gone through it and you know what it feels like. But at the same time, you have to understand that like they're them. And if you put them exactly through what you've done, they're going to feel a little bit different. So you have to like kind of pick up on those vibes or if they have like injuries and things like that, like they're going to feel a certain type of way. So you should always try to like address and feel exactly what they're, what they're experiencing. So like always asking them exactly where they feel their pain, how they feel it, when they feel it, like things like that, like connecting with your, like there's so much more than just, pen you know what i mean and moving something from point a to point b like crap you know you have to really get on that personal level sometimes like i'm even there now like with pressing and i'm not saying that this is outside of my practice but it's probably a little bit outside of my practice but i do like a small amount of like at the end of my session i'll do um like some sort of like therapy i guess yeah there would be you know like um like whether it's theragun or even right now really all i'm doing is just like a very like loose massage where i just apply traction like somewhere or or even just like kind of like pressing and moving a joint like i'm doing like within our scope of practice is myofacial um like rolling and stuff like yeah like that's like i don't think you're far out of listen yeah like if all I'm doing is literally just applying traction to like skin tissue. That's it. And, and it's just like, that's, that's really it. So long story short, Preston, this is another, I don't know if I fucking told you this dude. So when Preston would do his RDLs from the back, you could see this like bound up like mass of tissue, right? It just looked like his trap and his rhomboid, like was just like, you know, just like super tight. Right. And it was tonally, it was very, very tight. And, you know, one, I was like using the Theragun, I've been using the Theragun on him for a long time. And then like a month ago, I just decided to start using my hands so I could feel what was going on a little bit better. So basically all I was doing was just like, kind of like sitting. So like, you know, like the spine, and then he had like this really big piece of tissue, like right off the side of his spine, like his erector was just like a, a, like a mini mountain. So I like, placed my hand like on that spot. And I've, you know, I'm pretty familiar with the body and things and I've watched a few things. And so I like, I knew that if I just kind of like loosely pressed there, things would kind of like loosen up a little bit. And so I did, I just like kind of like left my hand there. And then I was just like, I'm just gonna like allow a little bit of traction. So I just kind of like pulled the the superficial tissues like um, away from the midline of the body. And, and I was like super slow and he was just breathing and the tissue was moving. So I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to keep doing this. And dude, like his fucking lump is gone. It's crazy. Nuts. It's gone. It looks just like the other side. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah. you're not, you're not marketing yourself as no, yeah, you know, yeah, a massage therapist or anything like that. Like, I don't, I don't think you're out of scope for that. Um, like it's, it's not a practice you're being paid extra for, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, uh, it's a technique you're using in combination with the exercises. It, it, yeah. There's no adjustments. There's no aggressive movements. Right. Yeah. Um, but real quick, going back to yeah, like appealing to, you know, the emotional side and, and understanding clients that that's, that's another, another piece for kind of why I preach, experience before education is like if you just solely ran for education and you just like got through got your degree got certification and we're like okay i'm a coach now you don't get it you don't get it you don't you don't know how to relate to these people right you haven't Mm -hmm. done it 
like you uh, on paper, you can see what an RDL looks like and go, oh, you're doing it wrong. But if you haven't RDL'd and like actually worked through an RDL and the different skill barriers of it, you're not going to be able to actually, you know, fine tune somebody because you, you have no idea what skill barrier they're facing by, by the different things that are showing up. Yeah. Like, like there, there does come a point where you have to experience things before you can actually go ahead and coach someone through it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you're just, you're just throwing fucking cues at a wall, yeah. right? You, you're just, you're throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, yep. right? And, and hoping that something sticks um, because that's what a book said. And most times the things in the book aren't, you know, very true to what's actually happening for a lot of people, you know? And there, yeah, I, there really isn't too much. The only time my book smarts has ever helped me is just explaining things. It's yeah. never like, right. like, you know, telling someone that they're like, why I'm doing something. And then me being like, well, the Golgi tendon apparatus can sense changes, changes in speed and force. So right. I got to tell it to relax. They're like, all right. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm like, right. Like hey. they don't care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, honestly, people really don't care how smart you are. Yeah. They want you to make change for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're they they are happy that you're smart though. Don't get me wrong. Don't well, get me wrong. I've had a lot happy. of people they're, they're, <laughs> they're happy when you know what you're talking about yeah. and you can display that you are competent. Mm-hmm. But really they care that they get changed. Yeah. Like they they want results. That's people care about results and that's that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Like that was the other thing I was explaining to my client before because she was having those issues, like just kind of like detaching herself from certain exercises and the goal, you know, I was like, if you don't care how you get from A to B, then, you know, it doesn't, then we can do these things and it's okay. Like as long as you get to, to B, you know what I mean? As long as you make it, that's right. what really matters. It doesn't really how you, how you make it. If you want to do it that way, it's going to take you a little bit longer. But, you know, you do it this way. It might take you a little bit of shorter, shorter of a time. But, you know, you got to find the happy medium. Right. But you, right. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. Crazy but fun. Crazy but fun. Yeah. yeah. But, um, what's your best thing, worst thing from this week? Best thing, I saw Kelsey. And yeah. it was her mom's birthday. Dude, oh, yeah. Nice. I've been just mobile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've um on the move i have been yep um did i pull 315 this week or last week last week that was probably the best thing unless it was the week before but nah i think that was that was just before last tuesday i think you pulled it last monday 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 yeah so that was good um yeah that was really dope i'm gonna pull 315 again today obviously i'm gonna shoot for five yeah um yeah so today's a workout day. I got my rest in. The nice. worst thing I for sure was going to bed at like nine o'clock at Kelsey's and then waking up at like 12 and then leaving her house at one in the morning on Monday, getting home at four in the morning on Monday, 
and then waking up at like 7 30 on monday <laughs> that was that was stupid and it, yeah so i don't want to do that again we're not doing that again um, <laughs> that was horrible so yesterday i was like a zombie and i had like a long and i had a pretty long day too i just like passed out yesterday yeah so yeah but you know pulled 315 that was fun. My back has been also dope and my hamstring. You know what I'm thinking it is? So when I mess my adductor up and I've been seeing. Um, uh, oh, my God. Uh, Jackie, Jackie DeMeo. Shout out to Jackie. Um, I think what's what happened or what's going on right now is I think my hamstring is just having issues stabilizing my leg because after our session now, I'm feeling my i can actually like feel my hamstring like engage when i'm walking like much better and my knees don't like do that weird thing like sometimes they would like stress valgusly or variously or typically valgusly and i and i like and i didn't even realize what i was missing because i didn't have that sensation in my hamstring but now that i have that sensation in my hamstring it makes a little bit more sense like it feels like it's actually firing and doing something and i'm like oh fuck yeah so that's also nice um, I don't know if I showed you. Did I show you those marks, dude? No. Take pictures of them, but I got cupped on. That was my first experience, but that was also a good thing. I got cupped um, and scraped and stimmed. Um, God damn. On... Yeah, dude. Works. Jackie was awesome. That was Jackie is awesome. I will admit. Um, yeah. So, and that's my like first time. That was my second session with her, but this is like the first time I've ever gotten like cupped um and pretty much scraped and um and stemmed i mean she stemmed me the first time yeah um as well as some active tissue release too which is which was also cool um and which and i actually have been forming a newfound appreciation for the stuff um and i think i want to look more into this um field a little bit more into like the myofascial field yeah. Um, and tissue release and things like that. I think it's a pretty interesting topic and it's kind yeah. of weird. It's always been like in my life. Like I can remember when I was still at Brockport kind of coming out of it, I was into fascia, which was super weird. And I was on this hike and this lady came out of nowhere and we just started talking while I was on this hike. And she just so happened to be a physical therapist, a myofascial release therapist. And she gave me this link to this doctor that was like on the new scope uh, or like he was like on this like new hunch with fascia um, because there were no like live models of fascia. All the models of fascia that we have are in cadavers and stuff like that. But fascia, the tissue of fascia, when it's dead, unfortunately, we're in a cadaver. Uh, oh, did we just are we gone? No, we're good. Oh, OK. All right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it, the what's that thing just like popped up for some reason. Oh. Um, uh, but fascia is like fascia is really, really weird. I don't know if you've ever like looked at fascia, but there can imagine like one main band of like a, like a little like spindle of fascia. And then you can have like another piece of fascia like coming off of that. And but but it's really weird because you can have the end of that fascia line be connected to another piece of fascia, but then the top line can just move along the top line of fascia. Like it's it's so weird. Fascia is just it's so fucking weird. Um, but it's it's pretty much just water. It's like predominantly water. So in a cadaver, it's not hydrated, so it doesn't move as elastically and it doesn't go back to where it was and things like that. Um, but I remember this lady like sent me a link to this doctor who is, he was like a French doctor. I think his name was 
like Jean Claude like Gimberto or something. Unless that was like a Jean history. Unless that was like that could also be like a history teacher in like fifth grade <laughs> or or like a some like uh, explorer from fifth grade that's just shunting into my brain right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and and I remember he was doing like live tissue um demonstrations on fascia in the hand and he was doing like live like he would dissect this dude's like hand and he would like pull up his his like the tissue on his hand and he was like inspecting the fascia it was really fucking cool and um and then I never went any further with it of course and then and now like here I am again like kind of like rekindling it and I think it's kind of cool I'm kind of interested interested again yeah the universe is telling you to follow it I think so yeah especially after making that th- that thing on Preston's back just like kind of calmed yeah. the fuck down. I was like, that was very interesting, you know. Oh. And I yeah, yeah, very that was cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Follow it. Tell me more later. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So yeah, Jackie was really cool. I got stimmed and I got cupped and stuff like that. It was so funny. She was like, yeah, the objective isn't to like create a, a just like a shit ton of a redness and b like damage, you know you don't want to go like ham in the paint. You know, a lot of people just like cupped you and then suction to death. Um, You know, she was like, that's not really the point, (laughs) but it was really funny because when I got back up and we like took the cuffs off, I like looked when I like got out and they were like literally brown, dude, they were brown. (laughs) Like I was like so much for not getting too red. Yeah. But I think we figured out that my mid back tightness was coming from my traps being tight. Not surprised there. Yeah. So I got stemmed, cupped. What is um, what is stemmed? The the stem is um, just like um, electrical s- s- impulses, just getting. Oh yeah, okay, like, like a muscle tissue. Okay. Yeah, and I thought that that part was hilarious because the first time I ever got stemmed, like the our first session, it I, there was like it was just me. I was face down on the bench, and these stem things were on me. And for some reason, my right trap was just like going insane. And it's me, just me, like in this room, and I'm just like <laughs> alone in the room, just, like tweaking out, just tweaking, like, just tweaking and laughing at myself for like tweaking like that, dude. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, no one knows that this is going on right now. Like, this is hilarious. I'm just over here having a seizure, and nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've played around so, and then um, before. You, you've had that. I just um, in college, I had a friend that got in a car accident, and mm. so he had he got like stim pads from his doctor or something like a whole stim machine. Mm-hmm. And so I played with them, of course. <laughs> so I was just putting them all over the place, like yeah. I did some really dumb shit with them too. Like, uh, there was a time I think I, I put them on my quad and then see if I could counteract like the stem. Yeah. So I like turned it up so that it tried to like flex out my quad. Yeah. And then I tried to. (laughs) Are you trying to break his shit? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That probably would have been a really good way to like pull a muscle, but yeah, probably it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Um, it was yeah. a good time. I also, you know, I, I put it all over. Like I did my back and my lats and I did mm-hmm. my arms and my hand and everything. It was fucking awesome. That's cool. Yeah. It was fun. Not That's recommending it though. Yes. <laughs> Do as <laughs> I say, not as not I Not recommending it. Yes. Probably a good way to get hurt. Also, yeah. when right on the package, it says, do not put on your face. 
don't put it on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Brady did. I definitely tried it. Yeah. Brady's like, <laughs> I was very interested. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. We kept it at a really low level, though. You know, you keep it low, so it's really just like a twitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, you know. Good shit. Yeah. Follow what the warnings say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just put on blue light glasses? Yeah, they are. I, I left them at the gym for like five days by accident. <laughs> I finally got them back here. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. You want to go pee? I'll talk about fascia for a second. Sure. All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. Talk All right. So about fascia. I'm gonna be right back. All right. Weird. Okay. So, um. The reason why you would even kind of like go about getting cupping in the first place. And hello, guys. How you doing? What are you up to? You are you on the cardio machine right now? Are you are you driving? You just moseying down the road? You enjoying this long walk on the beach? What's you up to? All right, all right. So um, on the cupping. Um, so what is the objective of cupping and scraping and stem and all of these things? Um, Basically, uh, in my opinion, and you know, there's obviously a shit ton of opinions out there. Just take mine with a grain of salt, just like you should everyone else's um, fascia, right? So fascia is like this loose connective tissue and it innervates absolutely everything. Um, if you put your hand like on your arm and you put your, put your hand on your skin, like on your forearm and then move it around, you can kind of pull up and down and side to side. Your skin gives in different directions. Um, basically the bottom of your skin has fascia connected to it. And that fascia is connected to, uh, or innervates, you know, the rest of your body and those muscles and things like that. So when you pull your skin and then you let go, it snaps back into place. And that's because that fascia has pulled that stuff back into place. Um, basically what can happen with that fascia, that loose connective tissue, it's like a really complex web. Um, and if it gets dehydrated or if it's stagnant and doesn't move, it can get bound up, um, and it can cause, um, restrictions in range of motion, um, anywhere. It can really happen anywhere. So basically the idea with cupping and scraping, um, and just massage therapy in general, um, is to manipulate that fascia, manipulate that tissue, make it a little bit more plastic so that the, it brings a little bit more mobility to the tissue and to that joint or to whatever joint you're working with. Um, so quite literally with cupping, it applies pressure onto the top of the skin and it literally pulls the tissue up into that cup and that tissue is innervated by fascia. So it will pull on that fascia as well. Um, hopefully kind of releasing whatever um, tight areas that you have. Um, same thing with scraping and just massage therapy in general. Um, all of that stuff is kind of manipulating that fascia in hopes to release the bound up areas in that tissue. And that is good timing. That's pretty much that. Yeah, I feel like I nailed that. I want to clip that. I'll clip it for you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sick, man. What was that? That was that. Um quick question about fascia for you actually why would you use one mode over another like why would you scrape first cup yeah um so like i had said like they're all just different modalities um and i've from what i'm understanding um so the fascia obviously innervates the tissue pretty deep and fascia also kind of like segments the muscle bundles as well so it separates the like muscle tissue as well. Um, 
like your IT band actually like folds over the or under the lateralis to separate your quad from your hamstring. Like it literally is like the, these separate compartments of fascia, right? If, so if you can imagine those compartments of muscle and then fascia innervating those um, muscle bundles and then those little um, like individual fibers, like the fascia goes super deep. It's a huge web, it's super complex. So you can have fascia that's superficial and you can have fascia that's fairly deep. And as I was explaining before, you can have that, like if you put your hand on your skin and then you pull it up and then it kind of like snaps back down, that is the superficial fascia kind of pulling that skin back. But that fascia, mind you, is also innervated fairly deep. It's connected to tissue that's really deep as well. So when you do scraping and things like that, that's going to be primarily for superficial fascia, the fascia that's on the top uh, or, you know, something that's a little bit sur more surface level, um, that you can kind of manipulate. So people who have suffered like from like scar tissue damage and, and like things like that, and that fascia or that, um, connective tissue is like bound up and scarred, um, superficially grasping is, you know, pretty nice at, at getting to that stuff. And then, uh, with the cupping, which is kind of interesting, uh, is when you put the cup on, it will suction cup onto that muscle. So on that portion of the muscle and it pulls the muscle up into the cup. And again, just like you would kind of be like manipulating your fascia, if you were to pull up on your arm, uh, it pulls the fascia that's like a little bit deeper in that tissue. Um, and then if you could imagine uh, applying like stim to that as well, now you are having that tissue move in that pulled section. So it's kind of like pulling the yeah. fascia in different I've, directions. I've heard that to really get, you know, any usefulness out of cupping, you have to take the muscle through its range of motion. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And kind uh, of move it. I've seen a bit more recently, people actually doing cupping while exercising. Mm. Yeah. Um, I could totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's and stim does a, a fairly similar thing, I guess, because it just tells the tissue to fire. Right. Um, yeah. And like, and if you think about it, all of those individual bundles are innervated by fascia. So when one thing fires, it's pulling that fascia with it. And if it was bound up or connected to something that was bound up and it gets pulled and then it gets unbound, now you have some uh, unbound tissue and more access and range of motion at that joint. Right. Um, and that was like kind of what I was telling everyone before was like, that's kind of the overall goal with all this stuff is just kind of to release those bound up areas of, of, uh, fascia that are really connected. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. That's why I thought it was like so interesting, you know, and I've run into a couple clients that have frozen shoulders and yeah. frozen shoulders are actually a little bit different. That's a little bit more of a neuromuscular thing that's going on there. Um, from what I've understood, I don't really know too much about them. Um, but from, but something weird, have you ever had someone with a frozen shoulder by any chance or like had a, a friend with a frozen I have, shoulder? I haven't, but I, I know about them and I, and okay. I don't really know what they are. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like something that develop that develops like over the cross of, I guess, like four years. It's really weird. I don't, it's one of those like weird ones, but bottom line, your scap gets like locked to your upper arm. And right. like, when you want to like move your upper arm, your scap pretty much moves with it. Like. <laughs> degree for degree it's pretty much like locked in place and um but this weird thing i don't it, and I, I don't really know if it's exactly true because i haven't seen it it's kind of hard for me to like look a video up of this in particular but apparently if you were to knock someone out with a frozen shoulder their frozen shoulder isn't frozen anymore after uh they get put under like under anesthesia which is interesting you know that's a neuromuscular thing like much like 
um, like cramping is also neuromuscular. Like if you were to point your toes and curl your toes really hard, I can almost guarantee your midfoot would probably cramp up because that tissue isn't used to being in that fully shortened position. Um, and that can happen like everywhere, frozen shoulders included. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's weird, dude. There is, there's an entire form of, I forget exactly what its name is, um, but there's an entire form of therapy that um, deals with like neuromuscular pathways um, and like manipulating them to regain like function. Hmm. Um, let me look it up. What's it called? Okay. Well, there's literally neuromuscular therapy. I thought it, I thought it had a different name. Hmm. Maybe not. <laughs> Either way, that's a that that's a whole thing. Um, and it's probably what is done to actually free up frozen shoulder. Um, yeah. You know what works ironically for, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, and like, I've, I've heard of frozen shoulder isn't actually hard to fix. You just have to go get the right therapy for it. Yeah. I think, I think that's what it is. I had a client with, I've had, I have three clients that have had frozen shoulders two of them completely fine one of them fucked up and and also mentally as well messed up because they and and i guess the uh the way that they intervened with their shoulder different the two people that are fine ironically enough intervened with a similar modality and the person that's messed up intervened with surgery and they apparently cleaned up shop and uh, they they messed her shoulder up pretty 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 hard i'm guessing she and she also told me that the way that she was talking to me she also talked to me as if like it was pretty much like her shoulders messed up forever she's gonna die with that shoulder like kind of a thing you know what i mean and i was trying to tell her i was like listen like things might be able to change like you never know like you know just give things time uh be patient don't just say no right off the bat right because you never know something might happen there might be a little shimmer of light and we might be able to send that super far you know happen with preston it can happen with you like that's literally what i'm saying to everyone now i'm like no no for an answer like don't take that like you can honestly do whatever you want um and then the other two that healed their frozen shoulder myofascial release yeah, that's that's what I've heard is frozen shoulder isn't actually hard to get rid of. Just most people don't understand that it's mm -hmm. just a simple therapy. Yeah. Right. Yep. I mean, and that's so, so there's so many types of therapy. Like mm -hmm. I just uh, I just found a new one, um, which I think is interesting. It sounds a little bit gimmicky, but <laughs> I can kind of believe it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, craniosacral uh, therapy, and okay. it's um, it's basically just like playing with the central nervous system and relieving tension in your central nervous system to help you feel better. Okay. Which I actually, from my own experience, can believe. You know, it, it does sound a little bit gimmicky, but I can believe it because I've I've done it. 
Mm-hmm. I've been through it. I didn't know that's what it was called at the time, but I've been through central nervous system manipulation to, you know, fix my own issues. Is that Cairo related? No, this actually happened in the athletic training office of Rockport. Oh, what do they do? Um, I had to do a couple. I don't. It's, I mean, it's been a while, but I had to do a couple different movements and move some certain ways while they they pressed on certain things and. Um, basically it was, it's not massage, but it was almost massage like where they, they manipulated certain sections of my central nervous system. I'm assuming while I was moving certain things, um, and it just kind of re released the area. That's what fixed like my whole fucking almost paralysis that was going on because of my pinched nerve through my back. Hmm is they, they played with that. And then it, it fucking put me to sleep. Put you to sleep? Oh, yeah. About 30 minutes after that therapy, I'd knock out for like three hours. What? Yeah, it was crazy. What would she do? Or he do? What do you mean? Like, what do they do to you? They just played with my fucking central nervous system. That was it. I <laughs> what did they literally do to you? Like, where did they, like, did they pinch you? Did they push? Did they, like, They, they pushed on things, so... I remember I'll try and go through some of the movements, but like I would have to do certain things with my neck and like look certain ways. And then I would have to sit here and like open up this way and open up this way and then do a couple different things with my legs and then like twist a certain way and then elevate my arm and then tilt my head a certain, like it was, I had to go through so many different movements and then they would like press on certain areas. Yeah. And, and like press and like massage around a little bit and then hold and then move to the next point and move to the next point, move to the next point. And by the end of it, I was like, oh, I feel good. And then I'd go home and I would pass the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> like I would have to lay in bed because I wasn't going to stay awake. Oh, cool. I yeah, it was, it was super cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was super cool. And it helped. It fixed it. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Like, I, by that point, I'd been to a chiropractor. That hurt like a fucking bitch. Yeah? Yeah, because I, I had a fucking pinched nerve that I'm, I am ran right along my spine. Yeah. And so when they're in there fucking cracking shit and moving me around, it just... Yeah. Clenched up on you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, the next day. The next day, I couldn't... It was so bad. It, like aggravated it inflamed it was it was terrible <laughs> i know i didn't go back in i was like that's the scariest thing is going to a bad Cairo when you're in pain like, yeah just going to a bad Cairo is really scary too yep i got yeah. that done i went and got a whole bunch of like blood work done <laughs> trying to figure it out and then i i got to brockport and they're like yeah we're gonna we're gonna try this therapy we've done it like twice ever <laughs> hmm. i was like oh Weird. cool let's give it a shot <laughs> yeah very cool though but it works that's super fucking cool yeah like i think stuff like that's very cool and it's so easy to just like to to not know anything about it and then just discredit it because it's like too woo woo y like you so you're telling me right now you look to the right and down and lifted your right arm and you were okay but it's like (laughs) yeah like i don't fucking know man but yeah yeah it was cool very very cool Lots of lots of very interesting things out there that 
We don't really. Yeah, know. I'd say. Yeah, the body's pretty fucking crazy. Like a lot of things that we don't know are connected that are connected. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I actually just like I just looked it up because I remembered like where the pinch nerve was. It was at my C7. And so one of the things in there is C7 pinch nerve exercises. Um, and ironically, this is exactly what I do anytime that I feel like it's starting to act up again is a lot of times I think it's caused by like really tight upper traps. So I go through like a ton of like neck exercises and just like doing stuff like this and holding it uh-huh. and, and just running through all of this stuff again. Cause this is all the head stuff is what I remember from all of that stuff. There's a whole bunch of stuff in my arms and legs that I don't remember at all, but I do remember like I had to do this. I had to go through all the different ranges of motion through my neck and it was probably to help stretch out my trap a little bit. Um, but yeah, I just looked it up and that was exactly what to do. I was like, Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Where are but yeah, it was, it was cool. That was a very, very cool experience at school. Nice. So, yeah, kudos to the Brockport ATs. Hell yeah. Very good on education there. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, dude, I've been walking more recently. Have you? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I've been, like, actually focused on getting my steps in. When you mentioned, like, your hamstring thing with, with walking – after I finish my walks, my hamstring just like pulses for like a good 10 minutes. <laughs> I'll, sit, I'll sit down after I walk. Cause I'll, I'll walk for like 6,000 steps. Okay. So you're out for like an hour. Yeah. I'm out for like an hour, just like walking. And so I'll come back home and sit down and my hamstrings will just like pulse. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. It I feels, haven't had that happen to me before. <laughs> it feels so weird. <laughs> But oh well, it's fun. Yeah. But uh I think it's making a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Just in how you're feeling. Yeah, how I'm feeling. Um body comp is changing with it, which has been good. Um yeah, things are rolling along, man. Yeah, man. Dude. Um, I uh, I told I told Instagram yesterday, I was like, I'm gonna take a break. <laughs> from Instagramming, um, I'd recognize that I had posted every single workout that I've done for almost a year and a half now. I'm like, I need a break. <laughs> little deload. Like, That's a tea, I, man. Yeah. I'm like, I just, I'm really enjoying my training right now. And I kind of just want to just enjoy my training Yeah, and like be fully in my own session for a little while. Like, I'm very confident in my movement patterns and what I'm doing. So I don't really need to use it as like a, you know, training footage to review anymore. And so I kind of just want to enjoy my training, be in the moment and just like fully zone in for a session without feeling like, am I going to be in anybody's way while I'm recording this, Mm -hmm. you know, any of that stuff. Um, So honestly, pretty psyched about that to just like, train to just train for a bit it'll be fun Um, good yeah 
but might come back eventually. I'll be on the talk for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Take advantage of the talk. Taking taking advantage of the talk. See what we can do. Yeah. Make some moves. Yep. Oh yeah. I think I'm gonna. I don't know. Film me making my pre workout today, just because it's really random. <laughs> 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 yeah. put up the most random stuff but yeah if you're watching this and you're on the talk follow me on the talk Yeet. Brady underscore thistle hey. yeah, I don't even know what my name is I think it's, it's probably Capo Roth it's Capo Roth yeah, yeah. <sighs> oh, boy. I actually just posted a YouTube video that I thought I posted a while ago and I completely forgot that I didn't hit like next. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was just sitting fully uploaded. Yeah. Waiting for me to hit publish. (laughs) Nice. And so I finally published it yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, things are good. Getting, uh, you know, certs done pretty much. Amen. Shit's charging along. Rolling along, yeah. Yeah, I can't ready, believe ready this, for the, the next the next step in life, you know. Yeah. We're working on that breakthrough. Yes, sir. Probably talked about it on this podcast. My house. I was feeling like a you know, a level up in life is coming. Mm-hmm. I think this mm-hmm. is I think this is the way. Yeah. We'll find out. I have no idea, but I think this is the way. I feel good about it, so we'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. It's gonna be yeah. sick. Yeah. All right. We've been on for pretty much two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Went by like that. I gotta train. Same. Uh, yeah, I gotta eat and train. You have likes today? I do. I have likes today. Woo! Woo baby! Yeah. I think a little leg day TikTok. Yeah, a little leg day tick. Then I gotta film again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as Brady was just like, yeah, I'm leaving it behind. Like, hold on, I'm not not filming legs. Shit, also, this legs is fucking hard. Oh, I did tell myself I was gonna drop weight on my Bulgarians. I drop weight on my uh rows and I'm feeling hundred percent better. So yeah, much better. About yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah it's good to push the boundary and then like drop back like 10 percent and you know 10 20 percent and then like recollect yourself again yeah some people will argue that this is the long way around because you're going backward and forth and back and forth and back and forth but like honestly down. sometimes you gotta like try and push that ceiling yeah and get a little rough with it mm-hmm and then when you you come back down a little bit, you'll do it a lot cleaner than trying to take just like the linear path. It's not always that simple. But the books don't tell you that. Brady against books, 2021. Brady. <laughs> yeah, let's see what I got today. I got my leg raises, my ham curls. Ooh, I think... I might have to use my gym pin. Shout out to gym pin at gym pin. On How's that thing been working for you? Dude, I fucking love it. Yeah. I love it. It's like, 
it's kind of put a new like driving force into my training to just try and max out every single machine. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to have to use it on my ham curls today. Possibly. It's pretty close. Yeah. It's pretty close. Um, I've stacked the machine, but I might, I don't remember what my rep range was. I'm pretty close I to gonna, I think I'm going to switch out my Swiss, my Smith squats for actual back squats. Okay. Um, and then I got a uh, Bulgarians. That'd be lit. And I got accessories. It's actually a pretty light leg day today. Nice. Yeah, I've got some hammies, some RDLs, some lunges or uh, some barbell front squat lunges, front squat lunges, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Um, some adductors and some calves. I'm so thankful that I don't have those. Adductors and calves or front squat? Front loaded lunges. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I know. I'm the stupid question. And calves guy. That was a stupid question. <laughs> dude it's so weird having my like thighs touched like this now dude i'm like yes (laughs) i love it yeah that plus kelsey calling me fat oh good week good week (laughs) feels good man it does yeah adductors and calves gay that'd be my next instagram handle if i didn't love my instagram handle so much I definitely like trying coin and exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Brady, the RDLer. RD, yeah, RDL guy. Or I could I could play off like squat like Chow. I'd be like RDL like Brady. <laughs> RDL like Brady. RDL like Brady. <laughs> but yeah, man, I think we'll wrap it up. Yeah, I'm not, that's pretty much it, dude. I think that's all I got. I mean, there's always more to chat about, but always more to chat about. I want to train too. Yeah, <laughs> same. I know, dude. I haven't trained since Thursday. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I'm fresh. I'm fresh. That's right. You're you're very fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes, man. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Working on it. Working on it. All right. <laughs> All right, we'll Brady. This one out. I'm going to clip that. My I was kind of kidding about that. You don't got to go through that. You're fine. Why? It's easy. All right. If it's easy. I'll clip it for you. All right. Thank you, Mike. Then you can uh, you can Instagram live it or Instagram IGTV it. I'm so nervous. Or we can just throw it as its own little thing on, on the YouTube channel. Yeah. True. Intro to myofascial. Facial, flashful, mild flashful, mild flashful. Anyway, if you're still listening to this, thank you very much for joining mm. us for this journey. It was good to be back. Um, we'll catch you guys next week. We do appreciate. All right, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, all those fancy things. I don't know. Follow us on the talk. Yeah, come through. <laughs> <Bye guys. laughs> All right. Later. Peace, Brady.